What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of us talking your ear off here on Fingers Crossed Podcast. Good morning. I'm How are we your doing? host, or afternoon, or evening. We don't discriminate against time zones or whatever listening habits you have. If you listen, you wake yourself up at 2.30 in the morning just to listen at 3 a.m. every day, then, you know, Godspeed, welcome. Glad you're here with us. Always so many disclaimers. It really, <laughs> you know, we just gotta serious. address all possible listeners. Oh, God. Well, I'm Sierra. This is Christy. Good morning, everybody. I'm slightly more cynical than you today. I know. I was going to say that seems a little bit opposite. But I'm yes, regardless so of Sierra's tone, we are so happy to be back with you. I actually was like so excited setting up my mic today, even Aww. though I only had one week of being at home where I was recording where we did last week's episode. I was back in Oregon, I mentioned. And even just now setting up in my little like cramped on a cardboard box in my apartment spot where we record the podcast i'm like oh i'm so excited to get to talk to sierra and all Aww. of our friends on the internet <laughs> that sounds very cheesy now that i'm saying it but no, it's really sweet though here. i i appreciate that i should take a little of that i'm i feel like i'm normally the peppy one but today i'm just like i woke up I'm so tired and just we all have those days but we have a lot of fun stuff in store for you last week if you listen we kind of talked about going home and reflecting on like high school and you know, reconciling with your past self, etc. that side of home for the holidays. And this week, we're kind of changing it up. And we're going to touch on self care, you know, taking care of yourself and your family and your loved ones at the same time. And just like how not to go insane during the holidays when it can be a stressful time. And super busy, you know, financial stress, overbooking, everyone wants you at their holiday party, blah, blah, blah. It's so hard to be popular. You know what I mean? Um, and things like, you know, boundaries with family and, you know, taking care of your own needs and respecting your space and all those good things. And right. um, we're excited to share what you guys had to say because you all had a lot to say on this. We asked for your thoughts and opinions on our Instagram, which is at Fingers Cross Pod. But in yeah. the meantime, we haven't done like a proper intro in like two weeks because we didn't do one last week. We just went straight into the meat, meat of the sandwich. Yes, so. and Sierra has gone through a major life shift in the past two weeks that we didn't even talk about last week. It was your first week not working not yes. working her job anymore. How was yeah, it? Yeah, that's true. I forget. It feels like so much time has passed. Yeah, I am. It's weird. I, I'm going through a lot of different feelings with it, you know, because I'm – I you know, it wasn't going to work anymore with, you know, the situation it was at with like my hours being cut and everything. And, you know, also with myself leaving, it just kind of, yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of feelings that come up. Um, I'm ready to find the next thing that, you know, is a better fit for me as far as what the job, you know, duties are, and as well as, you know, finding something with obviously more hours. But, you know, right now I'm just working at the, the tree lot again, which is funny. I, uh, I talked to my therapist about this yesterday because I was like on my first day working there, I had, I don't know, kind of some weird feelings came up of like shame or judgment or like, you know, towards yourself. Like, yeah, towards myself. That like, oh, I'm in the exact same place I was a year ago. Like, why am I here? Um, and I think I just was was putting too much weight on it and, you know, realizing that I I was falling back into old habits of putting my self-worth or judging my self-worth based on like my current accomplishments or my current place in life or my current level of achievement, which is an old habit. It's an old behavior and an old belief that I've been trying to work on. But I think every now and then when something triggers you into an old belief or an old behavior, you know, sometimes it can rear its ugly head before you've even had a chance to kind of like process, process it or like, it. you know, mm -hmm. get a hold on it. So like I, I got like some really shaming feelings towards myself just because I was working at a temp job that I worked at at the same time last year. When there's nothing shameful about working at a tree lot, everyone I tell that I do it, they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you're like in a holiday movie and, you know, like something where it's some rom-com, you know, where the it's it's like um, Last Christmas with um, Amelia Clark. The, remember the one from last year where she's working as the elf in the little shop and she no, like wears a little elf it. outfit and it was cute. Um, I think it was called Last Christmas. Anyway, but I actually thought that movie was terrible now that I think about it. I didn't it think not. it was terrible. I mean, it was oh, okay. it, it was not the best I've ever seen, but I enjoyed watching it. I don't know. But I feel like you can't go wrong. Okay, this is my opinion on cheesy holiday movies. It's kind of like pizza. Like, even when it's bad, it's still kind of good. You it's know? still pizza. That's yes. I, to I totally agree. Um, anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I digress. But yeah, I was just feeling kind of some weird feelings about it, but I kind of talked through it and I realized that like all of that was coming from me feeling like, well, if I don't have the perfect job lined up or the, you know, my financial situation exactly where I want it, like your self-worth, like it doesn't change or like, or your 
who you are doesn't change, you know, like, and you need to still love yourself no matter where you're at in your life. If you're exactly where you want to be career wise, or if you're at a crossroads, or if you're down on your luck financially, or you're doing great financially, like who you are remains the same. And like, you need to love yourself equally throughout all those phases of your life. And that's an ongoing ongoing battle for me sometimes, right. you know, as I've discussed before, but that was just something that came up. But yes, as far as like what I'm doing, working at the tree lot, uh, until Christmas and applying to full-time jobs in the meantime and spending some extra time, you know, with family and friends. And I've got a couple little, little wintry getaway things planned and then traveling for the holidays to see my family and Jason's family. So, I'm kind of just going to accept December to be what it is, you know, and just live in the moment and, you know, work on things as best they come and then kind of go balls to the wall with hopefully getting hired in the new year. So that's kind of that's where I'm at. So that's a good again, living in the moment and just like accepting the stage of what it is and not trying to like force it into and not trying to wish it was different. Like I the root of so much anxiety and anger in the world and in my life specifically is from seeing a situation or and wishing it was different and being angry that you can't change it. And when you instead learn that you, it's like that, the, the, the serenity prayer. That's like, God grant me the wisdom to, You're uh, accept, wrong, no, it's like, accept the things I cannot change, change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference that one. And I've heard that my whole life, but like, uh, actualizing it, is actualizing different. it as, as, instead of just being like, when I'm starting to get like angry feelings or whatever, to be like, can I change the situation? And am I feeling angry because I want to change the situation? And if the answer is yes, being like, I can't, there's nothing I can do. I just need to roll with it. And yeah, I definitely think that that's super relatable. And I feel like both of us have been through these phases and that's just life is like a constant roller coaster of ups and downs and just keeping the perspective of like, this is just a stop on your journey of whatever is better for you out there etc and like I had a period of time remember last year on the podcast you know everyone who's listening with us is like on this journey with us and going through the ups and downs and like I know that feeling of feeling lost and feeling like sorry I'm like putting words in your mouth and that's not what you were saying but I know that like pressure on yourself where you're like oh I thought I'd be in this position I feel like I'm backtracking blah 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 instead of living in the moment when you're just like figuring out the next thing and I think it's great to have that perspective because I definitely didn't have that and I put a lot of shame on myself in those times too so I know how easy it is to fall into that is what I'm trying to say but um, I think you have a good outlook on it and definitely since you've been through that before and everything and like both of us learning through this together and like with whoever's listening along the way it's just good to like come out of it and recognize the progress you've made in other ways or on yourself since that time that you were there and I think that's always a good way to kind of frame when you feel like you're stuck in an old place or something Mm -hmm. um, thinking about how different you are. So yeah, I think I'll always say this, but like, I just know that you have such great things on the horizon and this is going to be a great month of, you know, holiday cheer and working at the tree. I'm just excited to hear your story. Yeah. (laughs) Solve all problems with holiday cheer. Always. Amen, sister. I mean, it's it's already, I mean, I, I have so many, the tree lot is such an interesting place. And, um, the other day I, I sold a woman over 20 large wreaths and her bill was like $750 just for wreaths. And I was like, what are you doing with these wreaths? And she just was so, and I was like, all right, your total $772 and 50 cents. She's like, great. Here's my Amex. And I was just like, what? She was like, not bothered at all. It's probably like a hotel lobby or something. I mean, they always have huge budgets for stuff like that. But I'm just like, who has a budget to buy 20 large wreaths for $775? Like, it was just where? We also have a very special segment on this episode that we've not done before. But we're doing a live, oh. in the holiday spirit, a live gift opening, everybody. I got oh, here right. a little present that I had mailed to her house as a, you know, end of this job, onto a new chapter gift. And I've actually been meaning to buy this for you for a long time, and it, it was just a good excuse to order it now. So is it? Don't it, stand up. 
nope just open it just open it just i have a feeling nope. after nope. you nope. said that i have a feeling what it is also you didn't give an update about what you're doing right now should i open my gift no, and, open then you first, and then okay. i can give my little spiel all right Not all right much to say, but... as soon as you said that i have a feeling you like know exactly is. what it is <laughs> the publishing date <laughs> all right guys uh are you ready for some asmr if you don't want this asmr then turn down your audio if you do turn it up because i'm about to open this package and you're gonna hear it in my microphone are you ready we'll, we'll probably just oh, okay okay, yeah. um, okay here we are Oh, okay. Opening the bubble mailer. I should have gotten scissors for this. You gotta get the... Oh, there she goes. Hulk smash. Hulk <laughs> smash. Okay. I love watching people open presents. It's so exciting. Even though it's just... Oh! This is not what I thought it was. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I thought it would be obvious. Oh, thank you so Unless much. Unless they it... the wrong thing. <laughs> no! It's um, the book 100 es- or 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weiss. I, I was going to, my mom bought that one and The Mountain Is You, and I was going to borrow them from her over Christmas, but I would love to have my own copy and I okay, don't have good. it. So thank <laughs> I'm glad. you so much. Yes, you're going to love reading it. It was so good for me. It just, I love this book so much. I've talked about it on the podcast so much. It gave me so much clarity, but also perspective and there's just a lot of wisdom in it that I think you'll really enjoy reading especially after talking about like your recent you know um self what what my personal my personal Personal growth journey journey. yes yes Yes. yes. I feel like this will really really fit that and you'll get a lot from it hopefully so I mean I'm obsessed like I'm literally obsessed with personal growth these days like anything (laughs) that I can do for my own mental and emotional betterment I'm like sign me up so I will dive right in but do you want to know what I thought it was going to be what? I thought it was going to be a plaque that said, don't let anyone dull your sparkle. That's what uh, I thought it was going to be. Because you're like, I've been wanting to give this to you for a long time. And you guys have, I'm sure you've heard the story of when Christy deeply insulted me in the funniest way about um, the the quote, don't let anyone dull your sparkle. When did we've told that on the podcast? We have to have I told think that so. story, or we might have edited it out because it, it's kind of a long story. But I don't. Anyway, remember. long story short, Christy, I said the quote, "Oh, don't let anyone dull your sparkle." Talking about when someone was being mean to me, and she was like, "What? That sounds like something an idiot would have as their phone background." And then she, "Oh, used my phone later to send someone a text, and literally my background was the quote, "Don't let anyone dull your sparkle." <laughs> it was like the and then it just became this running joke from then it's on. It's just so a summary of our our friendship, honestly. Yeah, I don't think I used the word idiot just to be clear, but I think you said something like dumb. Like you said something like dumb Pinterest girl. No, I think I said like, Pinterest girl. Yes, yeah, something <laughs> I feel like, like not exactly but it, idiot, but no, maybe not idiot, but it was something rude. I <laughs> that was that. not a compliment. <laughs> It's well, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, I don't be. I'm not, I'm used to it. 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weist. Yeah, I, I so would highly excited. recommend this book to anyone. Um, I love it, and she's just an incredible author. So, I mean, I follow it. her on Instagram, and I always lo- love looking she at her posts. Posts, she posts yeah. and I'm always like, every time I'm like, oh, this is revolutionary, and then the yes. next time I see something, I'm like, oh, this is also revolutionary. Every <laughs> it, time, this entire book is just a series of revolutionary ideas. I'm gonna open but. it. I'm going to open it right now and open it to a random page and read one excerpt just for all Ooh, of our personal I like growth this. journey. Okay, so yes. I accidentally just damaged a page in my attempt. You know to what? That. that would be such a good segment to have on our podcast every week of just like reading, not necessarily all from her book, but just like random excerpts or like mini essays or something of that really like yeah or yeah or quotes from quotes from other books or something like that yeah just I to love share that. the knowledge and things that we're like working on or learning for ourselves i think that'd be really interesting and we can have people send them in too that'd be actually really fun if you're listening like to that. this and you have a particular like short essay or something you've read recently that really resonated with you or you think would be valuable to share definitely send it to us you can email fingerscrosspod at gmail.com or dm us a link or something like that um, cause I think that would be, and if you're interested to actually hear them, let us know because I don't know, I feel like that could be a fun new thing anyway. Or is it covered in plastic or something? It was. And I already damaged the book with my fingernail. Oh, so you Love know what? That. Now I've made it my own. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right, I, just, roll, I opened it to the, I opened it to the page I damaged just cause it felt like a sign, you know? Yes. It, it was fate really. You don't realize that what you love most about others is what you love most about yourself. The more you are open to your own joy, the more you appreciate others. The more you are healed of your own anxiety, the less you have to the less you have to cast blame and try to fight others into fixing you. Loving someone else comes down to being able to see what you appreciate about them as it is similar to what you appreciate about yourself. There we go. Wise words. Thank you. Wise for words. That. Thank you, Brianna. What was the chapter called that you read that from? 16 Reasons Why You Still Don't Have the Love You Want. Listen along with us. You guys can order the book if you want, but 
this is not sponsored by Brianna Weiss, unfortunately. But I wish we were. That would be a great sponsorship. <laughs> we'll manifest that for 2022. I don't think authors really do sponsorships, but and she probably doesn't need it. But anyway. No, her book was sold out for weeks. Anyway, for months. It was sold out for forever. I'm glad you got me a copy. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway um yeah shall we get into the episode we've been talking now for 17 minutes we have um, but i still want to i want to hear a little life update from you you were home for thanksgiving oh, we didn't yes, get any home. christy info um what else is new yeah i came back to new york last weekend so i've been here for almost a week I, time is just so weird now i really don't understand how it's only i feel like i've been here for a long time um but it's christmas time in new york now officially we're in december no more excuses for people that are like oh i have to wait for thanksgiving oh i have to wait for december 1st now we're full-blown full christmas mode um i tried to go to the tree lighting at rockefeller center the other day and they um closed it off far before we got there so it was kind of oh, no but we went to bryant park instead and we're just watching people ice skate and it was so entertaining oh, i would just adorable. highly recommend i mean you're near a mall i bet if you just go to the mall and sit there if you just need some sort of like you know get out of your head moment just go and people watch people on the ice rink because i could do that for literally hours it was so funny but also just like cute too you see like couples and people teaching their kids how to ice skate and they mm -hmm. look like little baby deer that can't stand up and it's just so cute i don't think we have ice skating here it's too hot i need to see if we have anything oh i didn't think about that well i'll look into it because i do love ice skating i'm actually good at it too it's like uh i can actually like do some little little twirls or like Ooh, moves and stuff. So. Okay, I'm terrible at it, so respect, but couldn't be me. I was the one who was laughing at people from the sidelines, but would have been doing ten times worse. So, <laughs> ice skating is not really that fun if you can't stand up. Like, cause I, it's like you just keep falling and hurting yourself i mean i guess you could say the same about many sports if you're not good <laughs> at it it's any sort fun. of athletic activity yes but, but anyway um yeah so we went and did that went around the shops and there's just like so many happy things going on i just love the holiday season because i was talking about it with someone like it's just so heartwarming to see people just gather in these little spots where there's just lights and people just want to feel some sort of joy and like have that christmas spirit and all these strangers like joining in on this together fucking yeah. avu doris from grinch or whatever like it's just cute so i just love the holiday season and i'm very excited that it's christmas in new york once again because i was not here last christmas season so yeah i've always wanted to see christmas in new york but it's, it's just truly I mean, iconic also flights right now are like an arm and a leg like it's right so maybe next bad year. maybe next year i would love but, to or i'll road trip or i'll take a carrier pigeon myself yeah. but other than that i mean this week has been kind of hectic because we had a big conference at work and it was not in my time zone so i would like wake up every morning and have all of these emails and we were like you know go 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 trying to put this thing on and we finished it today it's done um and it went really well we had a session this morning that went super well and had good attendance and i'm just like really proud of Aww. everyone who worked on it so i have that sense of accomplishment too even though it was like a crazy week work-wise and like i also needed to kind of take time for myself outside of that to just not live in that stress of oh i'm worried about this thing that we have tomorrow you know what i mean so it was good to have those like holiday things to break it up and I don't know, kind of practicing self-care at the holiday season, if you yeah. will. Um, and I have some friends that I haven't seen in years from like childhood that are in town this weekend. So I'm going to see them tonight and we're going to go out and I am so excited to hang out with them. And I don't know. I think it'll be a really fun weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm just feeling good. So glad to hear that. That's my update. It, yeah. It really just monumental, trades but... off, huh? You and I between like one of us being in the spot we want and then the next one. <laughs> it's literally not. just like a zero sum game with us, I guess. Like, let's but... just pass the torch. And then once I get really comfortable, God forbid, I'll be fired. Go wrong in your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but really, that's just life. Like, right. It really, like, there's no. And that's what's so great about it. Like, yeah, being there for your friends in either part of it. So let's get into the episode, I guess. We have nothing else to say. Any other um, bits of information, news to share, updates you guys need? I don't think so. I'm uh, My parents are here this weekend, and uh, they're visiting for the holidays, like a little visit. And uh, I'm taking them to Disneyland tomorrow. I'm using the last Hi. of my cast member tickets. So taking them to Disney. And it'll be my first time going to Disneyland since I left and was no longer a cast member. So we'll see Wait, what, what happens. I thought you went. But I went to California friend. Adventure. Oh, I never oh, went gotcha, into like gotcha. Disneyland proper with like where I used to work and the castle and the princesses and all that. So that this will be 
Also, Disney at Christmas time always makes me feel some kind of way. I always mm-hmm. get like choke up at the Christmas music and the parade and everything. It just like it just like hits me in the emotions, my feelings, you know. So I'm I'm really excited though, and I'm excited because they're all really excited. So I think it'll be a good day. Um, Yay! That'll be so fun. I can't wait Danny, to see pictures. Yeah, Danny's coming with us too. So my right. brother and Jason and the fam. So it'll be like six of us. It'll be wow. fun. Oh, we got a whole uh, crew rolling up. We got to, a whole crew. Um, Sleeping Beauty's castle lit. Yes, Sounds indeed. Like a great time. Okay, well, you'll have to let us know how that goes next week when we talk. But today, self care. We have an episode for you, <laughs> more or less. Um, we didn't really prepare a ton for this episode. Like we didn't. We kind of wanted to make it like conversational sharing your stories and not just like throwing 20 things you must do in order to be a self-care queen at the holidays you know like that's not what we're here for or good at necessarily sharing but um we both have our own perspectives and you all had such good ideas too and I think what it really boils down to when you're talking about self-care at the holidays is just knowing yourself and knowing what you need because self-care is just so personal And that's why it is kind of annoying when, you know, you just look up an article and it's like how to take care of yourself, you know, the face mask, the bubble bath, that's like the most generic things. And you're like, okay, well, I'm still stressed as hell because I can't afford to book my flight home for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's all about just like knowing what you need to prioritize and how to take care of your own needs and self and making sure you make time for that at the holidays because it gets so difficult when you're pulled in a million directions and have you know 20 different family members that are trying to get time with you or x y and z or you have people that you don't necessarily love spending time with but feel obligated to you or you know stressed about getting presents for people blah 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 like the list goes on um but we just kind of want to open up a discussion about it and hear your thoughts as well to talk about what means or what self-care means to you and how you take care of yourself at the holidays so and it's it's like you said there um there's no way that we could share like a a 10 ways to take care of yourself at the holidays because it's not formulaic like exactly Mm -hmm. like you said um one of our listeners wrote in a little uh they sent us something which i think really sums it up she said self-care means listening to my body's cues so it could be anything from taking a nap to doing a peloton ride to going to therapy regularly Basically, just whatever I physically or mentally need to relax and process what I see in my work to avoid burnout. So I think that pretty much sums it up because self-care is never the same. And that's something that I've been learning, you know, especially during my personal growth journey that I will not stop harping on no matter as long as I live. (laughs) We love it. We love it. Um, But self-care is so varying and so changing and it's, it's not the same, you know, and I think listening to your intuition is the absolute best form of self-care that there is because your intuition knows she, if you want to call her, she, if you know, you're a woman or whatever, like she knows and she knows what's best for you. Like, I feel like call like, what's your intuition's name? I don't know. I'll come up with it. Uh, (laughs) Peloton. I'm just joking. Uh, But uh, like, good one. (laughs) She, she knows what's best for you. and, And if you really focus on listening to her, like, you it will never steer you wrong, you know? And so sometimes self-care means, you know, I really need to just lounge and I turn off my phone and I want to watch a couple shows on TV and just kind of sit with a blanket and that's what I need. But then maybe another day if I'm having a bad day or I'm feeling overwhelmed, the thought of like sitting on my couch and staying stagnant, that seems horrible. I want to get out of the house. I want to go for a walk. I want to go for a little jog. I want to go to the grocery store. Maybe that's self-care. Maybe another day I you know, really need to take a shower and like put on you know music and do that. And another day I'm like, okay, I actually really want to do something with my hands. I want to do a craft. I want to bake. I want to you know, feel like I'm, I'm creating something, you know, and, and that it's never the same because I feel like when, like you said, self-care is so often preached as like, the face mask, laying in a bubble bath with like a glass of wine and music playing. It's like, well, maybe that's not what you need, you know? And, and if you listen to your intuition, it, it often will tell you if you just really sit and listen without judgment and without like the shoulds of like, oh, well, I should be doing this or this should relax me. But it's like, no, maybe you just got to listen mm-hmm. to yourself. So I also think it comes down to what is going to give you energy in that moment. And like you said, even if it is that bubble bath and that gave you the energy you needed one time and then you try and apply that ritual again and it doesn't have the same effect, you know, everyone's different in their own 
selves and like maybe what worked for you once isn't always going to work for you and I think like you said like listening to that intuition and just understanding yourself and what you need and that you don't always need the same things and essentially yeah I think it's important to like sit down and this is where journaling and things where you're actually reflecting really come in handy because you have to actually look at what is draining your energy in that moment and what you can do to actually meaningfully replenish it and I think that that's really hard during the holidays because we have so many things that are just more draining than usual financially Mm -hmm. socially family you know traveling work that you're trying to get done before people leave for the hall you know it's just so Mm -hmm. many things that just pile up at once it's like quarter four is when all the marketing people have to spend you know it's just so busy constantly it's just a lot of buzz which is exciting and there's a lot of like joy like we talked about and so many exciting new opportunities during the holidays but I think that's why it's more important than ever to really get in tune with yourself and say what is the most draining thing to me right now and how can I actually remedy that and take care of myself in this moment because some days it might be just spending time with those people that really, really make you feel like your absolute best self and like make you laugh and give you that sort of energy stimulus. But sometimes you just need to be alone because the draining aspect is just being around people in general. And those Mm -hmm. people are all different too. Like some people give you energy and some people don't, whether you're extroverted or introverted. I think it's about like the type of friendships or relationships you have in your life too. So again, I think the holidays, while it is a busy time, it is the time that also tests you a lot where you can kind of learn, you know, what is stressing you out, what's draining you and what you can do to actually combat that, which is definitely easier said than done because sometimes you just feel overwhelmed and don't even know where it's coming from. So I can definitely relate to that because sometimes you're just like, want to scream, <laughs> but you can't win it in that moment. The holidays are hard for a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's, they are always pitched as like, you know, restful and restorative and, you know, like, like a time off and, you know, but there's a lot of stress for a lot of people that comes with the holidays. And especially when it comes to prioritizing yourself, because so much about the holidays is giving to others. Like, you know, you were saying, giving your energy to your family, your friends, giving financially, giving time-wise, you know, Mm -hmm. giving your effort and your work, like all these things. And so it's hard to, you, you, in a time of giving, you can often sort of deplete your own resources, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you empty your own cup and then there's nothing left to pour for others. You know, that, that, that kind of a symbolic picture there. Um, We asked on our Instagram, we did a poll that said, do you think taking care of yourself slash self-care is easier or harder during the holidays? 21% said easier and 79% said harder. So a good four fifths of you agree that, it is hard to prioritize yourself at the holidays. So that's really what we just want to kind of touch on is, you know, different strategies of listening to yourself and the kinds of things that you all struggle with. And, you know, just also realizing that you're not alone. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have struggle with your family or you struggle with, you know, boundaries or anything, you know, like there are so many other people that are in the exact same boat. Yeah. And I also want to share something that I, I think I might've seen this on TikTok a while ago, but it kind of stuck with me. And so often, you know, in that conversation about giving or like, how you're showing your love and appreciation for all these people and the holidays are supposed to be about other people and like how dare you take a moment to think about yourself, blah, blah, blah. Also, a way to look at it that I think could actually be really enlightening if you're having a hard time pinpointing those things that are maybe draining you more than others or that you need for yourself is thinking about your love language. Because I saw someone say that like, if you are... I'll I'll just use me for an example. My love language is 100% quality time. And I realize that what self-care is to me is taking time out of my day to just like be with myself. When I go home for the holidays, I need to go and take a walk and be in nature and just like spend time with myself, with my thoughts, with music, whatever it is. And that's like what replenishes me. This isn't like 100% guaranteed, by the way, but it's just something I've noticed in myself. And it might be true for you. If you are someone who's like a words of affirmation through and through person, maybe you just need to like give yourself a freaking pep talk in the mirror or mm-hmm. not that literally but just like stop and be grateful for yourself and recognize make a list of the things that you're proud of that you've accomplished that you know you do have good qualities that you're giving to your family blah 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 and just acknowledging those things and giving yourself words of affirmation because again these are things that aren't usually put in the context of self-care but especially if that's how you you know see love or see taking care of someone else that's also 
reflectively like how you should take care of yourself too. So, That's great. I love that. You know, so yeah, if yours is acts of service, maybe you take a couple hours and, you know, get things done. You've really been wanting to get done like errands or cleaning or, you know, fixing stuff, you know, washing your even car by hand, you know, like, but just something that, you know, is maybe something you've been putting off because like you've been prioritizing, you know, others needs or, you know, your other commitments, but like they're things that will really make you feel good mm-hmm. and, you know, to get them done. And you I know, would definitely or- like to see research on this though, because like people who are gifts people, because I've never been the person that's like, oh, I'm going to treat myself and buy myself a nice, you know, a bag I've been wanting or something. But some people that really is their self-care and that does make them feel better. But I'm not a gifts person. So like, I don't relate to that. So I don't know if there actually is a correlation with that but some people like do shop when they feel like they need to you know when they're just like wanting to treat themselves and I just don't have that so I'm wondering how that works if that's well I'm a gifts person so I can tell you my perspective on it and it's (laughs) interesting because I'm also very thrifty and part of Mm -hmm. being thrifty is I'm constantly you know there are people that kind of just they treat themselves to a certain level of luxury all the time just because it's not really something that they worry about but even if I always have the money to say get a $20 bottle of wine instead of a $5 bottle of wine. Like that's the difference of $15, but on a regular basis, I don't I don't always see myself as worth it. Do you know what I mean? Like in my mind I'm always creating this narrative that like, oh, it's not worth it. Like like do, like yeah, save like, this the is money. Just for me. Yeah, yeah it's just for more. me. Yeah. If I was getting wine for a dinner, I would always get like a $20 bottle because I want to, you know, it's good. I want to get something nice for my friends. But if it's yeah. for me, I'm like, oh, I don't need this. Or, you know, I pass by the face masks or like the the at Whole Foods, I love their like organic beauty section or the handmade artisan soaps, you know, I'm like, oh, so-and-so would love this. Like, let me just pick up a little artisan soap for this friend. And the next time I see them, I'll give it to them and they'll love it because, you know, they love fancy beauty products. But I never get stuff like that for myself because I'm like, it's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, sometimes if I'm having like a down day and I wouldn't say that it's you know, retail therapy, I think it's such a bad name because it's like, oh, I'm just buying things to cover up my feelings. But it's if like, it's no, like it's materialistic you, or something. But it's like, like if it's, it's the difference of me picking up a $4 small artisan soap for myself, because I'm like, you know what? I would love to try this out. Like this smells good. I love this. Or, you know, even just like a little, you know, dairy-free chocolate, like a, a bag of cocomels, you know? So, you know what I mean? Something that's like, okay, I deserve this. It's a little treat, you know, that's for me. And I don't need to stress about that. That's $5 I didn't need to spend. It's like, it's a treat for me. And mm-hmm. it does make you feel better because it's it's making, at least for someone who does like thoughtful gifts, gifts. Yeah. it's not like I'm just shopping for random nonsense. It's a meaningful gift for myself and telling myself that I'm worth it. Right. And that's kind of where it comes from for me. And I, I, I can't say I buy designer bags on a, a whim too much as a self-gift, but I, I mean, even just for like little things, you know. That yeah, no, and I don't think the financial part of it is really the relevant part at all because everyone's yeah. in a different situation and stuff. And it's not the amount of money that like will determine if that's what's going to fill your cup at that moment or whatnot. But like you said, you see that as an act of like caring for yourself, even if it's just something small and it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's like taking that time to you know, use, and it is kind of like a form because money is your time, right? Like you make Mm -hmm. money from investing your time in work. And so using that and acknowledging like, I am worth it in getting this thing that's going to slightly make me feel better. That is self-care to some people. I just don't like, because I'm not a gifts person, I've never related to that. So I really like hearing your your perspective about it because it just makes sense too. When you think about like the small ways and it doesn't have to be expensive, but you do acknowledge that like, yeah, I'm going to treat myself. Like mm-hmm. it makes me feel better in a small way. And it doesn't have to be in a materialistic way either. But we did talk about that in our, did we do a whole episode about love languages? I don't remember. I think Maybe we it was, did. It might have been um, combined with other personalities though, but we did but talk I also about think how we you were, were in that. I, yeah. And I, and I also think we, we kind of scratched the surface of it, but as we've, you know, gotten older and we've grown with it, I think we've had so much more insight and I've yeah. certainly had a lot more conversations about friends with friends about their love languages and, I mean, I've learned so much just, you know, from learning about, about, yeah, myself and them and, you know, my relationship and their relationships. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting. But yeah, even today, I like, I went to Trader Joe's to literally get bananas and I went inside and I saw that they had like these little Christmas trees in a pot that were growing and they were like this big. Um, And they weren't really Christmas trees. They're just like little. And I was like, you know, I have tons of decorations up already, but like, this is only, it's, it's $5. It's really cute. 
I don't need it, but I want it and it's going to make me happy. And okay, like I'm going to get it, you know? And it was yeah. just like, I don't need to make it a huge made you deal. Smile. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to make a huge deal about it, but I would get this for a friend as a gift, mm-hmm. as a surprise gift. So I'm going to surprise myself with it. Surprise, Sierra, you're taking it to the cash register. <laughs> yeah. But so. that makes total sense though, because that is your love language and that does like cheer you up. So I would just say that like, Maybe it won't 100% work all the time and it's not going to translate with every single love language and scenario, but I would say it's worth a shot if you do, you know, know that your love language is, for example, um, I don't know, acts of service or something like do something for yourself and see if that really does kind of like fill your cup a little bit when you are drained in so many ways because you are like showing love to yourself. And I've always thought, and I do think that like taking time for yourself at the end of the day is kind of like the foundation of self-care in whatever form that looks like to you. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's not necessarily the time. Maybe I've just thought of it like that because I am quality time. So I'm like, if I, and it's like, you know, time is valuable and you only have so many hours of the day and people are demanding your time, blah, blah, blah. It's really a matter of when you're investing that time in yourself, um, and like doing something that will make you feel better or, you know, get something done that will help you feel less stressed later, et cetera. Um, then that will be self-care. But again, like sometimes maybe you don't even need to carve out two hours of your day for something, but you can find small ways to just consciously work self-care into your day in a way that you recognize maybe subconsciously as mm-hmm. love or showing appreciation for yourself. And all that. I think a big thing for me of learning how to like receive self-care and to like identify it is just by s- listening to my body and stop shooting myself in my head. Like, oh, you shouldn't, sit down and watch an episode of TV because you should be working on this or you haven't gone to the post office yet. So you shouldn't be taking all this time to work on this craft pro- or this thing or this other because you should be doing this mm-hmm. because all, all, do. all you're doing in that time is like, yes, we all have responsibilities, but I know I'm going to get them done. But it's like, OK, like I, you know, if you listen to your body and, and like your mind or like what you're needing and then it's, instead you're you're shooting yourself out of it or, or shaming yourself or criticizing yourself for doing what you want to do in a moment, it's kind of like negating that whole self-care. So just trying to l- like listen and to stop, you know, uh, something you can do is to instead of saying should, which is automatically has shame behind it, is to say could, you know, I could, you know. I could get off the couch and go for a walk right now instead of saying I should get off the couch and go for a walk right now, because then it's, it's still an option of something that you would like to accomplish, but then it becomes a choice and then the choice is yours. But instead of being like, oh, I should, you know, get out of bed right now, you know, I'm, I should get out of bed. I'm, I've slept too late or I could get out of bed right now or I could not, but then it, it becomes a choice. I don't know. That was just something that my a therapist, again, was I'm just always parroting that's information from my therapist, but, uh, something yeah, that she's talking about, helpful, then other people probably will too. Yeah. It's just, you know, just something to consider. You don't have to take it, you know, but you can consider that, that, you know, if you are prone to self-shaming, which I am, then trying to eliminate should from your vocabulary with yourself as much as possible can actually be super healthy. Yeah. And just reframing how you're talking to yourself and mm-hmm. how you're like putting expectations on yourself. So let's read through some of these. We asked on our story, what challenges do you face during the holidays and what do you do to take care of yourself during those challenges? So we'll see what you guys said because we kind of shared our own. I mean, we kind of did we really share our own holiday stresses? I think for me, like I said, it is pretty much time. Like I like to take time for myself and, you know, there's a million things I want to do or like in the past when I would be, you know, vlogging every day and trying to go to work and do all these things like I needed to take time that was sometimes very hard to find Mm -hmm. um but actually doing that and doing things that you know taking time to be with my friends not because I felt obligated but because they actually recharge me and those things like recognizing that and understanding that about myself has like made a lot of sense too whereas Mm -hmm. the next person you know a social obligation might really really drain them and they need to take you know a moment to take a bath or something like that after um, but like understanding myself in that way has helped me a lot. But um, yeah. what about you? What kind of holiday stresses do you find come up for you the most this time of year? I think um, a couple different things. Uh, a big one that I is just putting too much pressure on myself to be perfect, you know, to look perfect, to act perfect, to spend the perfect amount of time with everybody, to make sure that I've given or made the perfect gift that's the perfect fit for all these people. I think especially because I am 
like gifting is a big part of my love language. I put, I really want to get people like, I'm never going to like get someone a random gift card. Like I'm going to find something that I know that like, you're not going to half-ass that gift. Yeah. So it's like, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but then sometimes, you know, I don't always have the financial flexibility to go exactly as in depth as I would like to. And so then I, you know, there's pressure there, but I think there's just a lot of perfection, you know, okay, if I didn't get to do my hair for the holiday party, like, okay, like, like, stop making this like such a huge deal. So I didn't, you know, so I had to get a store bought card this year for Aunt Jemima, and I couldn't, you know, do a a homemade card. Okay, like not, you know, being so Oh, like the aunt's name is Jemima. Yeah, sorry. I realize that's a syrup bottle, isn't it? I I just thought you were saying that you were getting someone a gift card to buy Aunt Jemima as their present. I was like, oh yeah, Yeah. you're really slipping. I'm sorry. I would just said the word aunt and then like the first thought that came to my head instead of like Betty, Josie, Jer Jer Karen, I was like Jemima. Jemima and that's the syrup. Anyway, my point is to stop making everything such a big deal in my head and that like if I don't do these things to the cookie cutter Martha Stewart premium that I'm somehow I am rich and I have failed the holidays. Um, I think another thing that in recent years has been a a challenge is balancing my own family with like Jason's family because we want to do holidays together. Obviously, you know, we're, I think when you're serious enough in a relationship, you prefer to spend the holidays together. Um, But then it's like, you know, are we visiting his mom's side or his dad's side or my family's side? And everyone wants, you know, to spend time with us and obviously we want to spend time with everyone but you can't be in three places at once so then Mm -hmm. just navigating that um and i think we've been doing a great job of it but it's still it's not without its stresses so of course and like coordinating that and making sure everyone's on the same page and communicating what your plans are and then they had different expectations like things can come up too even if you mm -hmm. think you haven't figured out so it can still be you guys are not alone like the holidays can be stressful so we're gonna share some of your responses on what what you guys struggle with during the holidays This one says, taking time to move my body when I have to do so many other things. And I think that is kind of a form of quality time. And that's kind of what I've noticed is why I really, you know, fell into, not fall, that's a weird way to phrase it, but I really got into working out and I use that as self-care. And I look back at it now and it makes a lot of sense because to me, that is a form of quality time where I'm using an hour of my day to go to the gym and like, you know, sweat out my stress, whatever. And it's not necessarily the exercise or the physical part of it that's always serving me. It's like the mental health aspect is what I really liked. And just having a moment where all you're focused on is that moment and like moving your body, whatever way it is. It doesn't have to be like lifting weights at the gym, but going for a walk, you know, taking a bike ride, X, Y, and Z. To me, that is quality time. And it could be like an act of service too, because you're doing something for yourself. So I think if that is something that really makes you feel better, then definitely that's such a good way to I mean it can be stressful if you don't have the time but trying to make that happen for yourself Mm -hmm. if you know that that does help you but another person could be stressed out by having working out on their to-do list and they don't want to do that so again personal also if you're an extremist like me in the sense where you like you go to all these extremes and you're like oh it has to be all or nothing I uh, you know I, I do that so much Sometimes you just be like, go for a walk. Like when I think about working out, I'm like, oh, I have to do like a 45 minute intense hit combo routine with kickboxing. It's like, no, like you Mm -hmm. can just go for a 20 minute walk if that's all you got time for. And you don't you want to move your body, but you don't feel like doing anything crazy. I'm just going for a short walk or like, you know, just moving a little bit, you know, it can just be enough to, you know, feel good. Yeah. This one says, not being very close with my family. It's very hard when all you see are happy families and love. Mm-hmm. I I totally get that. That, you know, I think a huge part of that is is social media too, because so many people post pictures and it's like, oh, it's all happy families and love, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Like there could have been they could have been having a massive fight right before that, you know, and and you never know what's going on. Yeah, um, and you see the pictures of the happy families and your brain fills in with like, oh, everyone has this except me, but you're not seeing the people that aren't posting because, you know, they had a falling out with their mom or something and they don't, they're, they're silent on social media, but you don't think about that because you're not seeing it. So it's definitely like your brain makes those things out to be more than they are. Like you think that everyone except you has this and that's not the case. And like you said, Sierra, it's like even the people that you think do have the really happy families and you're really jealous of their dynamic you really don't know what goes on beyond the scenes and like what kind of struggles they have or what kind of fights they have or disagreements and yeah I mean it's hard to keep that in mind but I would just say like if you do struggle with that I would maybe stay off social media 
um, mm-hmm. if you do find that that's kind of like a trigger for you and you're totally not alone. And that is a very big challenge because, you know, it's supposed to be this huge part of the holidays is family. But I think it's also important if you're not close with your family to make your own traditions or have other meanings behind holidays. Besides yeah. that. I wanted to talk about the chosen family because something I learned recently in the last year that I thought was really awesome is people have often used or misused the quote, blood is thicker than water to mean that your blood bonds are, you know, thicker, meaning that those are the bonds that you have to your your biological family is who you have to prioritize over all else. But I recently learned in the last year that the full quote is blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the womb, which is actually the opposite. And it is saying the blood of the covenant, meaning your chosen family, the, the bonds you make of people not related to you is thicker than the water of the womb, meaning your biological family. So interesting. I've never heard that. <laughs> but it's it's you've never heard blood is thicker than water. No, I've never heard the covenant part. I've never heard yes. the extended version. <laughs> yeah, the extended version essentially means that your chosen family is just as strong or valid or loving or bonded as important as your biological family. And if your your biological family isn't good to you or is toxic or, you know, there is find ways to find a chosen family. Maybe they're your coworkers. Maybe it's your pets. Maybe it's, you know, people you've met volunteering or from school, you know, doing things like friends givings or, you know, getting a few people together a few days before Christmas who really mean something to you. And, you know, realizing that you do have a family. It just may not look exactly the way that other people's do on social media, but that you do absolutely have a family with the people that you choose. Amen. Well said. Um, this one says, feeling like I regress in maturity when around family, being the youngest child. And I think we kind of touched on this last week when we talked about, you know, going back to maybe where you went to high school or something and having that weird feeling of like, you know, when you're not happy with who you used to be or feel like you're regressing in some way. And I think that we all kind of face those in one way or another, whether it's like a physical environment that you're in or people you're around or something like that. Um, But I think it's just important in those moments to really focus on the gratitude. And again, like sitting down, writing down five ways that you're proud of yourself in, you know, growing or five things you've accomplished since last Christmas when you were with your family or something like that, where you just remind yourself like, you're constantly growing. You're not the exact same version of who you were with when you lived at home with them, et cetera. And I don't know exactly the feeling that you mean when you're saying it in this little question box, but I can imagine that like, you know, feeling like you're back home and you're like, oh, mom's making spaghetti again. I don't have to do anything for myself, blah, blah, blah. I would say like, it's okay to feel like that sometimes. And sometimes you can just embrace it and let her make the spaghetti for you because she probably loves taking care of you too. And it's okay to have a week where you're back home and you regress a little bit in maturity and then go back to your life. Like you're not actually regressing just because you're at home with your family. So it just, it can feel like a placebo effect, I guess, or like a, like a pseudo, you're not actually right. it's like going back, but, yeah, it, but it, it just feels like it. Totally. Um, being overscheduled because of so many additional things to do and gatherings, like too many social obligations. I think you are, it's okay to say no. If you are, if, if you've got too much going on and you're overwhelmed, it's okay to, you know, pick and choose the ones that are really important to you and, and skip some of the ones that aren't. I think that's absolutely okay. Also, you know, you can, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, if you want to go somewhere for an hour and then, you know, re- go do something else, you know, you can do that too. So yeah. I, I definitely recognize though, there, there's a lot going on and while everything individually is really fun, when you take a lot of fun things and you pile them onto a two week or three week span of time, it can make everything feel like a chore, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess I just ma- work on finding little ways to, you know, maybe go for a lesser amount of time or, you know, skip one, but go to the other or, you know, whatever works for you. Yes. This is actually a common one that we haven't touched on yet, but eating healthy, exercising, sleeping, et cetera, like physical health. And Mm -hmm. I think people put so much, you know, especially if you've struggled with your relationship with food or something, putting so much shame around like holiday foods and treats that people bring to parties and feeling like, you know, you want to try all these things and like, you're really tempted by these blah, blah, blah. And putting shame around like indulging in sweet treats or you know holiday foods and stuff and I just think that like if you want something everything's good in moderation and just stop putting rules around food and just enjoy the Mm -hmm. moment and don't let you you know I think it goes back to like memories are more important than calories Mm -hmm. and like at the end of the day you're going to remember 
you know, the feeling of hanging out with your friends and like getting having a cute candy cane themed alcoholic drink and like catching up with old friends. And you're going to remember that feeling of like joy in the people you're around. And you're not going to remember like, oh, you were so worried about the calories of it kind of thing. So I think it's easier said than done for sure. And I think it's kind of just like you have to go through it and get on the other side without someone just telling you like, oh, just don't worry about the calories. But I do think that I don't know. I feel like I don't have an actual resolution for this. I think it's again, it just goes back to that listening to yourself. If you're if you your body or your mind is telling yourself, I really want to try this. Try it. And if it's telling yourself, I really don't feel like eating this. This is not going to make me feel good. Don't eat it. Like just listen to yourself and yourself only. And if anyone, anyone gives you a hard time about how much or what you're eating, you eat them too. too oh god oh now we're on cannibalism for to solve your problems i'm just saying it is absolutely no one's business and it is no one's business to tell you how much you can or can't eat except yourself and if someone does you tell them to cut that right out right so that's what i'm trying to get at is like if you actually want it let yourself have it you know treat yourself you only live once that's a very real thing but if you're only eating it because you feel like you should or you're like oh it's the holidays like might as well but you don't actually want it don't force yourself to Um, It's just listen to your body, you know, do what makes you feel best. If you do struggle with like the, like I struggle with this sometimes where I'm like, yes, I like, you know, sugary foods and like indulging from here and there. But at the same time, it genuinely makes me feel better to like eat better. And I know that the next day I'm going to feel better and like more energized just with more nutrients in my diet. So I think it's about, it's a matter of like implementing more balance in you know when you are making your foods at home like make them however it makes you feel best to find the balance in the holidays and just like make a salad if you want to but not because you feel like you have this food guilt over the candy cane cake that you ate the night before like just find and, the balance that works for you and also if you do overindulge and have more of something than you know is good for you or more than you and you feel kind of sick or whatever don't shame you know it's already been it's already been done you've already consumed it you can't change the past you know and if you ate half a box cookies like yeah you can be like okay I don't want to do that again but I still love myself and I'm gonna learn to not do that next time but like throwing shame into the mix and I absolutely speak from experience it helps nothing Mm -hmm. it helps absolutely nothing and then you just feel bad about yourself your self-worth and self- what uh, confidence plummets and then you probably end up making further bad decisions because you're sad and you're upset at you're yourself on a negative spiral yeah, yeah and it's, it's also just... your mindset around it i think so i yeah just frame all things with kindness when it comes to how you treat yourself and how you talk about yourself and to yourself during this time this one says trying to strategize what gifts to get with whatever paycheck i have and i am dying over here lmao um <laughs> I have definitely felt that in the past, especially with the pressure to, as a gift giver and as someone who loves thoughtful gifts, it's it's sometimes really hard when I'm like, oh, this $299 Vitamix blender is that I know would like person. they would yeah. change their life and they would love me forever. It's like mm-hmm. I cannot spend that. And if I did, it would be at my own detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, people love you and there's so much thought that can go into small things. And I think that handmade, like if you want to make like little, little watercolors for people like that, you know, it doesn't even have to be like, if you're crazy talented or you want to hand make a card or um, maybe make, if you're good at baking, you could make little baked gifts or learn how to make homemade jam and make like little jams for like, there are so many things that show love and effort that can be very small. And mm-hmm. I think, people see love a mile away. And if you only have five, $10 to spend on somebody just coming from like a place of love and you're like, how can I show my love, you know, within these certain, like within these restrictions, you know, you can go to like one of those little stationary stores and you could get like a $2 stamp and a little stamp pad and you could like make a little stationary for them and be like, oh, it's your own, like Chris, like there are so many little things that- Yeah, and personal things, I think mean- Yeah, little personal things that, you know, would- you think they would like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you find out someone is, you know, really, really loves sharks, you know, you could get them like a little shark figurine or something and you could like, you know, paint their initials on. I mean, like, I know I'm such a, like a DIY person. So I feel like maybe all my suggestions are a little too DIY for everybody, but I just think that your real friends and your real family are going to love 
whatever you give them because it is the thought that counts and that especially like Christy said, if you can find a way to make something really small, really personal, it'll probably mean a lot more to them. Much than, more valuable. Than something really expensive that someone just got them because it was expensive. Yeah. And also, I think it's also very okay to draw boundaries with your finances and be transparent with your friends, especially mm-hmm. if you're like, I had to buy a $600 round trip ticket to go and see my uncle for Christmas. I'm just saying I would love if we could do a $20 limit for our gift and mutually just understand that like we're just going to do something small, do something fun together or something. Or you can agree that we're not going to get each other gifts and there's not pressure and let them know, hey, like I love you, um, but just being transparent, I can only do $20. Do you want to do this experience with me? Or do you want to just do a funny like $10 gift or something like that? And I think it's totally okay. I just think it's important to communicate. And maybe not every relationship is conducive to that and you're trying to impress people and it's not always your best friends that are going to like take that well. But I think where you can just have conversations with people and be upfront and you don't have to be like, I can't afford anything. Feel bad for me. But you can just like just make it a fun thing. Like, hey, this year, what if we did this instead where we each made each other a card based on the funniest frat party we went to in college? You know, just like make it or personal, do, like, make it funny. If you're doing stuff with your friends, what if you all did a white elephant? You know, you were exactly. everybody buys one gift and everyone leaves with one gift and then it's like- And no you don't have to get it for everyone. Out. Yeah, I think exactly. that's a good system. But just to be on the same page with people, I think is really key because it is very personal and everyone's in a different position and there is a lot of pressure- when you have a friend who makes five times as much money than you and they want to do this whole trip and do all these things and you're like yo I'd love to but like this isn't feasible for me and you just have to be upfront with them and not let them drag you along on this thing that is just stressing you out because Mm -hmm. you're watching your money slip away and it's just not suitable to your lifestyle and I think it's your real friends won't you know judge you for that and they'll understand but I think it's a matter of they're not mind readers they don't know what your wallet looks like and you have to communicate with them and they'll understand hopefully absolutely but that's hard when it's like family that you really want to you know do something for and you feel guilty that you can't get them the thing that you think they deserve but I think it's about you know making it sentimental and making it personal is the way to go I would say now we're going to read a few of the suggestions that you guys wrote in about ways that you take care of yourself during the holidays these are kind of a range of little small things fun things um, just things that might give you an idea of something to try if you're feeling stressed that might actually make a world of a difference for you that you didn't realize would so the first one says, fun activity outdoors, skiing, snowshoeing, walking, etc. Watching a million Hallmark movies, LOL. They have all the good vibes. Totally. Same. I love Christmas. <laughs> like we said, it's like even if it's bad pizza, it's still pizza. It's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Practicing gratitude and spending extra time with friends slash making their gifts. Again, see, making it part of your self-care. It's like if you mm-hmm. like crafting, make someone a gift. Personal care and deep breathing exercises to ground myself and my emotions. Smart, like maybe trying meditating or something Mm -hmm. in the mornings. Telling myself I'm safe, reflecting on how I'm feeling. So important. Absolutely. Reflecting is key. Watching my favorite Christmas shows and snuggling with my dog. Pets are everything. I so cute. I'm obsessed with my cat. You guys know this. The gym, showers, face masks, listening to music, quality time with friends and family. Nice. Planning time, yes. Planning time during my break from work to relax at home alone. Yes. Scheduling time for yourself. Mm-hmm. There's more like taking walks, watching cheesy Christmas movies, taking Looking baths. at lights and decorations. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. Driving in neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. That's a great tradition. Someone just says wine. <laughs> Always. Getting a manicure and pedicure. Yes. Love some holiday nails. Sounds like an act of service if I ever heard one. It does indeed. <laughs> Oh, turning on all my Christmas lights, tree and garland, lighting a candle, laying on the couch. I did that exact thing yesterday. I got, we got our tree yesterday, December 2nd. That was the earliest we've ever gotten our tree, but we got a real tree and I did the lights and the ornaments and everything. And I put on the little Netflix fire with Christmas music while I did it. it. And it was such cozy vibes. Well, those were just some, you know, ideas of how to look at self-care, what you can do to listen to your body, listen to your intuition and figure out how you can make time for yourself when we're in a season of giving to other people. And I think like not to lose sight of it is a season of giving and it is about others. But like Sierra said earlier on, you can't fill someone else's cup when yours is empty. So it's really important to take care of yourself. And even just a sliver of your day, five minutes of gratitude, you know, 20 minutes of a walk, whatever it is that makes you feel better, just understanding that and implementing it routinely throughout the season of craziness and holiday parties 
and um, expensive gifts and all of that, I think is important. So hopefully this episode kind of made you reflect on what you need and um, maybe just got you thinking about ways that you could implement self-care more during this next month because it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most time, the most wonderful time of the year to be self-aware on your personal growth journey. Absolutely, fingers I crossed. Feel, podcast. Everybody. I feel like this podcast is literally just turning into like our personal Self-care growth preaching. narrative. Yes, yeah, actually, but, but it really is. I mean, personal growth is everything in your mid twenties because you you're getting out of that chaotic early twenties and you're kind of moving into like finding who you really are yeah, with all of the nonsense stripped away, and it's very exciting it's it's mm-hmm. it's so exciting to have awareness and all of that so yeah and as we that, get that, older and throughout our 20s we have more like different expectations or responsibilities or concerns during the holidays too that change so mm-hmm. it's all about like reflecting on what you need now and not what you needed five years ago too yeah the, the old, more you get older the more you don't have to say fingers crossed as much anymore because you know you've like you've got it you know what I mean it's like you, you have to for yourself I'm just saying like <laughs> you're shooting in you, the dark okay <laughs> you know that just as many chaotic events are going to happen because that is life but you can trust that you've got it you can tr- like right. trust that you have the tools to handle whatever the world throws at you it's and it's like that quote where the bird does not worry about the strength of the branch for it has all of the confidence in the strength of its wings. The wings that carry her, yes. Yeah, whatever. The warning is not important, sure. Um, but yes, I think your 20s are just building the strength in your own wings and figuring out how the hell you're going to stay afloat when the branch inevitably collapses at any given moment. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully you found it useful, entertaining, something valuable in your day. Let us know if you have any other suggestions on the comments of our latest Instagram post, as always, that we missed in this episode. And we will see you next week for another episode here on Fingers Crossed podcast every Tuesday. Absolutely. I think I think that's it. Follow Great. us, subscribe to us, love us, care for us. Happy holidays. And um, we'll keep see your you next fingers week. crossed. Bye. Always.